Nutrition is remarkable in its ability to have people with completely opposite views saying they have science to support completely opposite views. Frustrating, isn't it? What are we supposed to believe? Welcome to Dynamism Biohacking. My name is Dr. Matt Hammett, wellness and nutrition expert, lifestyle trainer, and movement enthusiast. And each week, I'm going to share with you how to make the right nutritious choices despite conflicting expert opinions, where I help you to discover how to unlock your inner aborigine or your inner greatness. Thank you for spending this time with me today. So let's get into the training. But we have other issues as well, right? You heard of it all the time. Chemical pollution. You know, the United States is the most medicated nation in the world. Most of us don't consider that a chemical pollution, you know, we're taught medicine is medicine, not a chemical pollution. Consider this. The U.S. consumes 68% of all the drugs in the world at the rate of 250,000 pills an hour, 24 hours a day. Do the math. What, why is this a concern to you? Well, drugs are foreign to the body. Your epigenome does not recognize foreign products or synthetics. Yet your DNA has to do something with it. It has to break it down and execute a program for it. So drugs work by altering the body's natural biochemistry in order to suppress symptoms. It's called palliative care in Latin. It means to cover up. And newer drugs, well, they try to change and engineer your DNA. And this is extremely controversial situation in the natural health world. Look at Monsanto and Bayer right now. So let me explore this for a moment. If you have a plant growing in your backyard and it was dying, you can identify certain genes that seem to express and represent the decay. That's true. But nothing says that by altering that gene or engineering that gene will change the health of that plant. Let me explain. It could and very often does make it worse. What if the problem is not the gene expression at all? What if the gene switching on while the plant was decaying was happening because your neighbor was dumping oil into the root system across the street and it affected the soil and got into the plant? See, it's not genetic. Be careful with cliche. It's the environment. 98% specifically environment. No longer even a debate, no question. Look, if you have a hard time believing that, we once believed that the earth was flat. Look, even with suppressed symptoms, the true cause of the problem may grow worse with the body's natural healing mechanism compromised by the drugs. Does that make sense? In fact, by interfering with normal cell function, Drugs cause cellular malfunction, gene defects, and so-called spontaneous mutations, even epigenetically down our family line, which is the, the same as causing disease for us and our kids. So in addition to this, the toxicity, the drugs also cause severe nutritional deficiencies by depleting the body of essential nutrients. And unless your medical doctor furthers his or her education in nutrition, those nutritional deficiencies are never addressed. We have antibiotics. 
anti-inflammatories and steroids all damage the human digestive system by impairing the ability of the body to digest the food and absorb nutrients. Did you know the gut has been called the second brain? I won't get into that here, but think about that. You're damaging your second brain when you take over-the-counter and prescriptive drugs. See, the main side effect of steroids is to increase many of the parameters of aging. This includes arthritis, degenerative changes of joints, and on and on. These are all well documented in scientific literature. See, research has shown that NSAIDs such as aspirin and ibuprofen interfere at the cellular level with the mechanism responsible for rebuilding and repairing cartilage. You know, as a chiropractor, I see signs of this in x-ray film. And when I ask, I find from people, I ask them, actually even doctors and nurses, you know, patients of mine tell me that they, you know, they, they take this stuff for years just to cover up the pain. And they said that the NSAIDs, you know, for years, they, they, they take those and they think that it's normal. They think taking an over-the-counter drug or a prescriptive drug daily is normal. See, NSAIDs actually cause degradation of joint cartilage, which causes further degeneration to the joints. Did you know that? And that inhibits normal joint movement, which inhibits normal stimulation to that mechanosensitive brain. So when you inhibit joint movement and normal stimulation to the brain, within a half an hour, you get gray matter lesions, which then lead to white matter lesions, which lead to shrinking key brain areas. And in children, because they're trying to grow and develop more so than in any other time of their life, they get bone density loss because of the loss of mechanical reception and loss of gravity between moving joints. See, it's not just the sitting. The sitting devastatingly causes the immobile spinal joints, which shuts down that windmill of the spine that is the power generator to the brain and the body. You know, doctors and nurses who come to see me, right, after I share this information with them, their eyes gloss over. You know, they, they, they tell me they never heard or knew any of this. They appear brainwashed half the time. They believe what they were taught and discount anything else because they believe what they were taught in medical school or in nursing school. They truly feel if they weren't taught something in that curriculum, then it must not be true. You know, I hesitate in adding this here, but I just happened to see an episode on Hitler and the Nazi before and during World War II. I'm not trying to make a definite comparison here because it's not. But during World War II, the Nazis used marketing to brainwash Germany. You know, one account, and I will paraphrase as I remember it, but in the documentary, they explained how they would pick some Jews, you know, instead of taking them straight to the gas chambers. They would promise them if they helped produce some films, they would let them go. They wanted to create this international film with Nazi propaganda in a friendly light, showing how the Jews were treated with, you know, and, and not mistreated. So they were treated, pretending to show them that they were treated well. And again, these actors were mostly women and children, and they agreed to act happy for the film as they were promised freedom. 
And the horror of the story goes, all of these actors in the film, even the kids, were sent to concentration camps and gas chambers and killed. But the documentary continued to explain that all the media was controlled for Nazi propaganda. So mass brainwashing could begin. They even took control of all the education system. Even children began Nazi propaganda and military training. You see, today, like the Nazi propaganda, there is both financial interest and politics, just like it is today. Look at Monsanto. Look at Bayer's purchasing of Monsanto. And I don't know if you knew this, um, but Bayer, which is responsible for making the product in the gas chambers of Nazi, Bayer, who just purchased and merges from Monsanto, just moved back to Germany recently. So paying attention to the drug commercials you hear on TV every few minutes, by the way, it's only legal to advertise Big Pharma in the United States and UK propaganda. And guess what? Big Pharma and Big Food, well, they own all the major media companies and both radio and TV. Big Pharma owns their schools, universities, and even our government. And again, I'm just the reporter here. I'm not making any suggestions. I just happened to watch that documentary and it seemed like a good idea to share it. So moving on. Let me talk a bit about neurological stress, right? The human body, well, it can respond and adapt to just about anything. Anything it encounters provided it's in a state of homeostasis, which means that the body is able to send and receive nerve information. And the central nervous system, well, it's the master control system of the body in every single function that reflects its activity. So the nerve impulses that travel from the brain down the spinal cord and out through the nerves to all parts of the body. These nerve impulses then return to the brain through the return pathways. And there are in excess of 100 billion neurons or nerve cells in the human central nervous system. And the number of possible interconnections between these cells, you know, is greater than the total number of electrons in the known universe. That's just mind-blowing. So you ask, Dr. Matt, what exactly is the role of the nervous system in lifespan determination? Recent studies in diverse organisms have provided some clues and evidence that indeed the brain may control lifespan, signaling pathways involved in both the central nervous system and the peripheral stress responses and regulation of energy metabolism may play important roles in lifespan determination. Of course, you know, tiny movement affects those things. So the brain also controls the neuroendocrine system strongly implicated in aging, the hypothalamic pituitary system. These are all part of the key brain areas that shrink with immobility, and they have a strong influence on lifespan. Again, may I add, a chiropractic adjustment stimulates proper control of these systems, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Look, a consistent feature of the environmental and the genetic factors that increase longevity is that they increase cellular resistance to stress. And so the brain 
It coordinates the responses of the whole body to such stressors on both a rapid and long-term time scale by modulating the activities of the neuroendocrine pathways involving the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland and the autonomic nervous system. So the responses typically involve a behavioral response, right? Fleeing from the tiger. A vascular response, increased blood pressure and diversion of blood flow from the gut to the muscles and a metabolic response, meaning increased mobilization of glucose. And so by the way, this is why NASA is saying that immobility past 30 minutes is the deeper layer of type 2 diabetes. The Finnish twin study proved it. The diet was the same over a period of years. It was the lack of tiny daily movement or immobility past a half an hour that caused a pre-diabetic state and eventual type 2 diabetes. At any rate, an increased ability of an organism to escape from a potentially lethal stressor will obviously increase its probability of having a long lifespan. And this is one way the brain can determine average lifespan. Make sense? Now, the brain may also control maximum lifespan by its ability to stimulate signaling pathways that increase the resistance of cells to stress. So how chiropractic corrects this is by checking the spine for vertebral subluxation. The vertebrae of the spine protects the central nervous system. And because the spinal column is movable, it also is susceptible to various stresses and forces which can cause them to lose their proper structural position, inhibiting their function, which as you now understand, the vital function is to generate the power to the brain, then to the body, including every tissue, cell, and organ in the body. So these faulty mechanics of the spine, known as vertebral subluxations, they inhibit normal spinal segmental motion, which diminishes the proprioception and decreases nerve signaling to the brain. That causes an increase of nociception or bad stress signals, which causes what neuroscience causes noise and chiropractic calls nerve interference. This all results in a decreased nervous system function, loss of synapses or connection between the nerve-to-nerve -nerve signaling, nerve-to-muscle signaling, nerve-to-gland signaling, nerve-to-organ signaling, nerve-to-cell signaling, to tissue signaling. It can cause improper and or delayed healing, cellular death and cancer and accelerated aging. So subluxation also alters the optimal structure of the spine, right? Which weakens the spine and it increases decay, degeneration. Vertebral subluxations are often referred to as the silent killer because they can be present for long periods without any evidence of pain or symptom whatsoever. This is similar to a cavity eating away in a tooth, only properly addressed and treated by a dentist, right? Any force that the human body cannot adapt to can cause a vertebral subluxation. That's what you need to understand. Such examples can include auto accidents, work-related injuries, physical stress, chemical stress, 
especially the side effects from over-the-counter and or prescriptive medications. Emotional stress, right? Mental stress from bad thought. And of course, engaging in normal sport activities with or without an injury and repetitive movements, you know, such as work or sports performance, stress. In fact, emerging functional MRI studies show this thing called, they call it mechanical cueing is needed during embryogenesis. And it has just an as important role as the blood in the placenta, the umbilical cord and the blood flow. It turns out movement in the womb is essential to the normal formation of proteins, cells, tissues, structure, and organ function. And especially the mechanical or lack of movement stress on the baby during and after the birth process. Vertebral subluxations are devastating to a person's health and longevity and are well documented by leading health authorities, period. Subluxation is very real. We have documented it to the extent that no one can dispute its existence. Vertebral subluxations change the entire health of the body by causing structural dysfunction of the spine and nerve interference. One study found that the weight of a dime on a spinal nerve, spinal nerve reduces the nerve transmission by as much as 60%. And again, medical doctors and nurses don't learn this in medical and nursing training. Just as they don't learn about dentistry and chiropractic. It's that simple. A basic textbook called Clinical Neuroscience says that abnormalities of central afferent and efferent pathways. These are the nerve signals going to and from the brain. They have been revealed by evoked potential studies in diabetic patients. Right? So the central nervous system, these abnormalities, are more frequent in patients with peripheral neuropathy. But evoked potential can be abnormal even in patients without neuropathy meaning they admit in studies silent bad things can happen when vertebral subluxation exists. So you don't need to have any kind of symptom or feel anything at all. And it can be slowly killing you. This is why a doctor of chiropractic is a primary care provider, meaning you don't need a referral to see a chiropractor. A primary provider is usually an MD, a DO, and also a DC. I bet you never knew that. In fact, Dr. James Watersea, a famous neurosurgeon, he said that subluxations are, of the vertebrae occur in all parts of the spine in, in all degrees. When the dislocation is slight, as not to affect the spinal cord, it still produces disturbances in the spinal nerves passing off from the foramen. And this is not theory or some philosophy. You know, this is research not done by chiropractic from Dr. Lee uh, Hadley. What he, you know what he found is really interesting. Uh, Dr. Lee Hadley, I believe, He's, he found that the hyperfunctional or the hypofunctional neurons along a neural chain prevent normal nerve transmission, causing disturbances in the homeostasis or the balance function of the cells, tissues, and organs. So again, this isn't, we're not just, we're not theorizing here. I'm, I'm explaining the real science that we've discovered, right? 
and how much of that science that we've discovered isn't it's not like it's chiropractic science these are these are all the doctors right so chiropractic is a healthcare system that's founded in the premises that a properly functioning nervous system is essential to the overall health and function of the human body all right so doctors of chiropractic they detect and they correct these vertebral subluxations by physically adjusting the spine. And this restores the nervous system to an optimum level of function. That then maximizes the body's inherent healing potential. So chiropractic adjustments, well, they restore normal nerve function. They improve spinal biomechanics, range of motion, reflex arcs and posture, all of which are essential to a properly functioning nervous system. So doctors of chiropractic are experts in spinal structure and body mechanics. So the chiropractic adjustments, they restore and maintain the structural integrity of the body by correcting these spinal subluxations. And chiropractors emphasize the importance of things like posture to overall health a concept that has been often overlooked in traditional methods of healthcare. Again. Boy, I can go on and on, and I will. <laughs> so your posture is a window into your health, just as bad breath is a window into your dental health. Look, some key factors to know about posture, real quick. Number one, posture and normal physiology are related. Posture affects and moderates Every physiological function from breathing to hormonal production. Abnormal posture is evident in patients with chronic stress and stress-related illnesses. Homeostasis and nerve system function are ultimately connected with posture. Despite considerable evidence that posture affects physiology and function, the significant influence of posture on health is not addressed by most physicians. The American Journal of Pain Management reported that deviations in the body center of gravity or poor posture have resulted in intestinal problems, hemorrhoids, varicose veins, osteoporosis, hip and foot deformities. And that was the obvious stuff the journal reported, right? But then they blew it away when they said that poor posture causes poor health, decreased quality of life, and a shortened lifespan. And nowhere in the article is a mention of chiropractic care. Well, if that's so, how can you not refer to a chiropractor whose primary job, like a dentist, is to fix poor posture and mobilize joints which stimulate neurobiology? Dr. Lee Hadley at the Syracuse Memorial Hospital, recently said that subluxation alone is a rational reason for chiropractic care throughout a lifetime from birth. Another 10-time Nobel Prize nominee has something to add to good posture. He is stress researcher Dr. Hans Seal, and he found that the beginning of the disease process begins with pastoral distortions. 10-time Nobel recipient. So I always talk about the chiropractic lifestyle. What do, I, what do I mean by that? Healthcare is slowly changing from a symptom disease-based system to a better function, 
and performance-based system in which the structure of the human body is restored and maintained. And chiropractic care is at the center of it because it sparks the power generator to your brain and body. So the correction and maintenance of the structure of the spine is of paramount importance in the pursuit of optimal health and longevity. Yoga, stretches, and other exercises are great to help ensure global posture of the spine. However, it's the tiny pastoral segmental movements of the spine that matter most. And those can only be properly attended to and corrected by a doctor of chiropractic. You know, in the book, The Wellness Revolution, economist Paul Zane Pilsner, he predicted that wellness will become the next trillion dollar industry. According to Pilsner, wellness is not about a fad or a trend. It's about a new and infinite need of infusing itself into the way we eat, exercise, sleep, work, save, age, and almost every other aspect of our lives. Wellness incorporates all the elements for preventive health care, nutritious diet, aerobic conditioning, good posture, strength training, tiny movement, rest, and periodic spinal adjustments. Wellness really involves all aspects of your life. And although millions of people have experienced relief from back and neck pain through chiropractic care, the focus and intent of chiropractic is far beyond the elimination of symptoms, but rather is in the correction of the vertebral subluxation or the dysfunctional joints in order to ensure a properly functioning brain and nervous system. So you can get and stay well for a lifetime. And that's dynamism. You know, I want to end here with a, a really cool story. The NASA research that I'm talking about comes from the scientist. Her name is Dr. Joan Vernikos, and I'm sure I just hacked her name. I apologize. But I had the opportunity. I was reading on her thesis, and an amazing story was developed through it. When She continues to talk about the need for this movement every 30 minutes. And from a 100,000 human study, she quotes the study, and she explains that by moving for three minutes every half an hour, you avoid those gray matter lesions, you avoid the white matter lesions, you don't treat the prefrontal cortex, you don't get the pre-diabetic states that you get after half an hour of mobility. Well, she had a friend of hers who was 99 years of age and he got hit by a car, broke his um, long bone. Now, most people at 99, you break a bone, you're not going to survive. So she visits this friend in the hospital and the friend says, you know, what do I do? You're the you're the pioneer in immobility. You're the expert in immobility. What do I do? And Dr. Jones, she says, get out of the hospital. If you stay here, they're going to kill you. Get out of the hospital. And she had her friend move for three minutes every half an hour. He was not allowed to just lay in bed. And long story short, in doing her prescription of tiny movement, this 99-year-old, he healed not only did he not die, he healed that fracture in two weeks. You heard that correct. Two weeks at 99. Now, when I was reading her thesis on this, I, I, I fell over in my chair. 
because I remember watching this documentary, I forgot the name of it, but it was a Aborigine someplace, I think it was Papua New Guinea, and the guy fell, getting honey, he fell, you know, 20 feet or 10 feet, whatever it was, hit some branches and broke his leg, and all the, the, the Western people were trying to talk to the, the shaman over there, trying to say, listen, we can take him to the hospital, we can heal this up and help him, and the shaman, the, the healer, he says, no, no, this is common. This is not a big deal. We, we can heal a broken bone in two weeks. And at the time, well, he's asking, how do you do that? And the shaman thought it was the, you know, the chanting over the bone. You know, they pray over the bone or whatnot. And so, long story short, though, I thought about Dr. Jones' work from NASA and the importance of all that motion because hunter-gatherers, what do they have to do? They have to hunt and gather for food. It doesn't matter you break a bone. You got to go out and find that food and feed your family. You're going to die. So it doesn't matter. It's a matter of survival for them. They can't afford to be immobile and do nothing. So it makes sense that that aborigine is out hunting again, broken bone or not. So he's moving anyway. Now I know this goes against conventional thinking, right? And I thought two weeks. Something else that a hunter-gatherer doesn't have access to. That's modern medicine, which means... That hunter-gatherer didn't take something like an ibuprofen or an aspirin or an NSAID that we talked about earlier. Well, what does that do? Well, an aspirin or ibuprofen or NSAID, what that's going to do is going to decrease the inflammatory response. But when you break a bone or when you cut a finger, the body naturally increases that acute short-term inflammation to cue the brain to begin healing the body. So if you suppress that with a drug, you're slowing and delaying that healing process. And it, I had an aha moment. And I happened to Facebook message the scientist from NASA. And I'm excited about this. She responds, right? I give her this whole thesis I'm telling you, this whole theory I have. And it was really long. I thought she's never going to respond. She writes back to me. And she said, wow, didn't think of that. And speaking of the insects. Didn't think of that. And you got me thinking. She said, no, he did not take an NSAID. <laughs> At least not in the way you Western, our Western culture would, would consider it. It was some sort of a, it was a, some Greek um, natural thing to, 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 to kind of help with what wouldn't be considered an NSAID. So, and of course, our hunter-gatherer probably for the pain, it would have probably gone off and got some sort of an herb, something in the jungle just to help deal with that. But again, NSAIDs, what do they do? They delay that healing. So anyway, it was exciting because here's this NASA scientist, you know, and, and me as a chiropractor, I had the ability to explain, wow, it was, it was the anti-inflammatory also, not just the tiny movement, the two combined, right? Because when you cut a finger, you heal a broken bone, the body has an amazing way to heal itself when you don't medically interfere with it. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a time and place for modern medicine. I am not, not saying that. Nor am I telling you to quit taking your medications. For all, By all means, work with your medical doctor if you want to um, delay or stop or get rid of some of those medications. You must work with a healthcare provider. Hopefully, they're more willing um, to, to try lifestyle medicine. They're more willing to refer to someone like us, you know, chiropractic lifestyle where we take you through and walk you through. That's why I have all these videos for you, right? It's not just for you to, to watch. Um, share it with your doctors. Let them watch this too because they don't know this. They're not supposed to know this. 
but they didn't know that they're not supposed to know this because like dentists, we have chiropractic. If you are a current patient in our office, I love you. Thank you so much for your confidence in us. If you are not a patient, I certainly would love to meet you someday. Go to our website, newlifefamilychiropractic.net. And also, I just want to remind everyone that we got the same 24 hours in a day. I'm no busier than you are, but if your goal is to live a happier, healthier, and fuller life, You've got to learn to manage yourself. And that means managing your movement, which drives your energy. When we better manage our energy, we're better able to be more present and vibrant and enjoy our life. We're better able to manage our five pillars of a dynamic health. You deserve a life that is peaceful, that is balanced, that is happy, where you have tons of good health. The health that you need, the health that is on demand when you need it most. You see, because health doesn't come to you, it comes from you. It is a fruit that is grown and earned. And I know we all heard the genetic cliche, the blame it, name it, and tame it with a drug approach. But the truth is, the solution doesn't lie with more drugs and surgeries. The solution lies with you. You know it's not so much of a healthcare crisis as it is a self-care crisis in our world today. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I love you. I love hearing from you. So don't forget to reach out to me. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Do so by whatever is your favorite social media platform. Send me a message there. Let me know that you listened to this episode and what you thought of it. And as always, I appreciate it in advance anyone who is kind enough to write a review. That is the ultimate gift. I appreciate you very much for that. I love spending this time with you. I'm Dr. Matt Hammett reminding you to lighten up, move better, and live fuller. Until next, Dynamism Biohack.